The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Power Six programs across the country. Be aware, Texas has an opening, and they're out hunting. Weird day. A very weird day. Weird day. Have you ever heard Texas has officially fired Chris Beard? Yet I think the more entertaining part of this story, as when it comes to the actual charge that he's facing, the level three or class C, whatever you want to call it, felony, that he's facing. I mean, he goes back to court on January 18th. The court system is going to figure out all that out, you know, of course, despite his fiance refuting um, or, you know, taking back some of the things she had said previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite that, still going to court. Charges have not been dropped. And that will carry on. But the back and forth that we've seen in quotes and oh, yeah. statements from the University of Texas and with Chris Beard's uh, lawyer, has been pretty entertaining. Now, coming up at 5.10, we are scheduled to talk with Curry Sexton. Now, I'm not the most you know, up-to-date on my laws and how things work you know, state by state, and maybe things are a little bit different down in Texas to Kansas, but I just need to know if this is good lawyering <laughs> of what we've been reading today. Because the lawyer, I mean, we'll get to more of this here later on in this first hour. We're scheduled to talk with Jeff Mitty here in just a few moments. But it has turned into the lawyer of Chris Beard, obviously, with the statement being put out there that uh, we're, we're very disappointed that mm-hmm. Texas has decided to fire Chris Beard. They said they're going to do this internal investigation. We weren't expecting this. There was a typo in there that people have been tearing apart. And Texas just basically came out and said, you know, we did our investigation. This guy clearly doesn't understand what he's dealing with. Doesn't seem fit to do this job. Nonetheless, has this, has this felony charge hanging over his head. We're going to get rid of him. And they let him know ahead of time before the, the official word was put out there, hey, listen here, we're, we're going to terminate you, but you could go ahead and just uh, step down, resign, you could do that, or we're just going to put it out there that we're going to let you go. That's where it really started. That's where the, uh, I think the lawyering that we've seen from Perry Minton today has really started to, to flame up. And we'll get some more of that here later on. So, again, Curry Sexton will be joining us at 510. We'll play our weekly game of Do They Know It? Didn't get to play it last week, unfortunately. But uh, number one song of the day, and Ask Us Anything. We'll all wrap up the show. But to kick off today's show, pleased to be joined by K-State women's basketball head coach Jeff Mitty, who got a pretty nice victory last night at Brandwich mm-hmm. Coliseum, 86-72 over the Oklahoma State Cowgirls to move on to 12-3 and on the season. Coach, before we get there, we need to get an update on the Christmas shopping. You said you're uh, <laughs> usually very late to getting to it, so I need to know how to go this year. <laughs> you know, uh, it went great. We didn't do anything, so it was perfect. Um, 
<laughs> it was perfect. And when you when you get older, Mitch, you you, uh, you, you don't do it as much in terms of uh, the shopping. I mean, sometimes you like plan a trip, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we did. Well, my parents both turned eighty uh, this year, so we're uh, so Shannon and I planned a family trip, and we ended up buying them a cruise. So that'll that was kind of our Christmas gift for everybody. So that's kind of what we're doing. See, I've never done a cruise. Uh, some people are against them. Some are all about it. I have family that's all about it. Are you a cruise guy? Well, I haven't been, no. I mean, okay. we've taken one in like 25 years. But um, we, 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 uh, we did enjoy it. And, um, and so that was what my parents wanted. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good trip. Uh, so we're going to do it kind of in late May. And um, that's kind of when, and, and I think we'll actually have, uh, we can have as many as 15 to 25, 30 uh, go on this. So, could, yeah, so I think I, I think I won Christmas with that, but it was kind of a general, uh, you know, hey, let's do this thing. So, yep, I, I escaped another, I escaped another Christmas. Um, where I feel like I survived it as much as anything. Well, I got a kick out of you saying you think you won Christmas. Coach Mitty, you were Christmas this year. <laughs> you, you, you were the hero. I mean, a cruise? I, 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 I've never been on a cruise. I would go one time. Where's it going? Uh, this one is going to the Caribbean. Uh, it's a pretty quick one. You know, um, uh, this one, um, uh, yeah, it's Caribbean, four-day. It's kind of out of the Orlando area, and that's where Jordan and his fiance are living, so we're actually going to kind of turn it into where people can kind of visit them as well. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Oh, uh, yeah, be I've, been, time. I've been to Cocoa Beach uh, there east of uh, Orlando. That's where they have all the ships. And, uh, no, that, I'm, I'm sure that'll be a great time. Now, before we get to the Oklahoma State game, I do want to ask you know, briefly about the loss to Texas, 87-41. to I guess just, you know, how tough was it not having Gabby Gregory available for that game? <clears throat> Well, I think this, I think, you know, I, one of the things I told the team was just to flush that one and get it out of there because there wasn't much value in it. We were horrible. They were good. They would have beaten a ton of people that day. They played fantastic. We were awful. It was a horrible combination of things. Um, Gabby was trained to do everything she could to play, and it just got to a point where it just wasn't enough, and she was hobbled last night, but you could see her lateral movement last night wasn't great, but yet she was able to run straight line and, and, and able to still impact the game. But uh, I think if she even tried to do it um, in Austin, it would have set her back further because she just needed the extra healing. And so um, she did not practice before yesterday's game. I mean, when I say practice, yeah, she jogged through plays. She went through some shooting drills. She tested it a couple times. We weren't 100% that she was going to be able to play yesterday. Um, and then, of course, she played 37 and a half minutes, and, and just she's a tough kid. So, um, Briley, same way. Briley had the ankle injury as well, and I wouldn't put Briley at 100%. She kind of tweaked it again last night, but Briley's tough as well. So uh, I've got some tough ones that want to be out there. So we just played horrible at Texas, and um, we flushed it, left it there, and uh, proud of our group for regrouping for the, for the one last night. Yeah, Gabby really turned it on there in the second half. Maybe she was getting a little jealous of uh, Sarah Shamatsi, who was stealing a little bit of thunder because she was crushing some shots, especially in that second quarter. Finished with 25 points, 11 rebounds. And I guess 
I, I guess that that had to be really great to see that come out of here, especially because she'd kind of gone cold there for a while from three. She was good, really good in the Iowa game, a little bit of a lull, and then really turned it on last night. Yeah, I got, yeah, you're right. You're right. She she went a little bit of a shooting slump. The thing that was so good last night was how she mixed her game up. She was inside and outside and very aggressive. And quite frankly, Sarah did not get off to a great start in this game defensively. She had about three blown assignments in the first two, three minutes of the game. And we dug that big hole early, 9 nothing. And then, uh, to her credit, she regrouped, got back in the game, um, and just you know, had a good look to her and had a fire in her eyes and, and played really well. So um, we needed it. It's the most aggressive I've seen Sarah in turn takes 24 shots, but her teammates did a great job of getting her the ball. Got a really good mentality to her, and uh, yeah, good to see her play well. I mean, well, what about like she missed that three and she follows her own shot after there were two cowgirls that could have got that. And because you mentioned aggressive, is that the most aggressive, like that kind of play you've seen her this year? Yeah, it's her biggest rebounding performance all year. And um, she just, yeah, really was a giant place. It was, you know, our, our team was really down coming out of Austin for good reason. And um, she may have taken it the hardest that she just didn't feel like she played well. And um, that kind of came back to me from some of the assistants that, um, you know, Sarah was really determined to, you know, play better and, and do things better. So, um, yeah, good for her. Good for her. So, I, I, I guess, is there a strategy, or how do you go about trying to keep her in this kind of routine where she's hitting shots and game by game she's really performing, hitting a couple of shots? Is it you know, just trying to keep her confidence up or trying to get her the ball early in games and see if she's still got it game to game? Well, I, I think this. I think we're, we're trained, uh, as every coach does, you try to put your players in the best position to be successful. And when you have new players, you, that kind of evolves. And I think we're finding better ways to use her. So hopefully we're helping her more. And then I think in certain games, there's going to be advantages. One of the things last night that Oklahoma State doesn't really have a rim protector. So she was able to get down low. That's not going to be the same thing you're going to face over the course of the season. For example, against Iowa, it all came from the three. Last night, she was able to mix her game up. So I think we're putting her in better positions. I think Sarah is getting more comfortable. Keep in mind, she did not play a whole lot at LSU last year. So uh, she's getting her aggressiveness back as well. So I think it's kind of both things. I've got to put her in better position. She's got to continue to put the work in. And, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're meshing together in terms of her skills better with our team. Speaking with K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty here on the game. So up next, you're back at home. Bramlage Coliseum this Saturday at 1 against West Virginia. I want to point out, you 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 guys are undefeated at home so far this year. You're 9-0, and and uh, your record is 12-3 and overall, the 1-1 and record in, in Big 12 play. West Virginia, who you host next on Saturday, is 9-4. and want to point out, it is dollar day. Dollar, general admission tickets, and select concessions. But also notice last night they were tied with uh, – Iowa State going into the half. It wasn't a good second half, but you know, what is it about West Virginia this year that we'll have to watch out for that makes them tough? Uh, their guard play. Madison Smith and Quinterly are really playing at a high level. 
Um, they, they're, they're both really hunting shots. Uh, Madison Smith's a veteran, been there forever, stayed through the coaching change. Quinterly was all big uh, 12 freshman team last year, super quick. You know, they beat us in here last year in a double overtime game at the end of the year, and um, that was a tough loss for us. Um, that was, I think, second to last game of the year. So um, uh, they've had success in here, and in particular, Madison Smith has and Quinterly has. So um, it's a quick guard group. Um, they kind of rotate their big, so it's hard to tell who's going to get a ton of minutes. They've got a kid, Blackston, that can stretch you a little bit. They played a kid last night that's a true low-block kid, a little bit more last night against Iowa State. So they've got some They've got some decent pieces. Um, they got a great win uh, before the break over Georgia which was a really good win because Georgia had won some good games. So um, it, it's a good, solid basketball team. All right, again, it's 1 o'clock. That means pregame at 1230. And it's the K-State women hosting West Virginia and Bramlage at 1 with general mission tickets and select concessions, $1 apiece. Coach, really appreciate your time, and best of luck on Saturday. All right, Mitch. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. I hope we have a great crowd. I, I really we had a good crowd. Um, hey, a couple things before I get off. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Congrats to Chris Kleiman and his staff and, and team. Um, congrats to Coach Tang and his team. My goodness, it, it's been a fun time. And uh, our new volleyball coach was announced yesterday, so a lot of great things going on around K-State. So I hope we have a big crowd, but, uh, boy, a lot of good things. So congrats to all those programs as well. we got a lot of exciting things going around campus. And especially with both basketball teams, no doubt about it. Thanks a lot, Coach. All right. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Bye. That's K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty here on the game. Again, they host West Virginia 1 o'clock on Saturday. And again, dollar tickets, dollar select concessions inside of Bramwich Coliseum. We'll take a timeout. We'll get back to the Chris Beard story after the break. Phone number is 537-1350 to call the show. At 510, we'll talk with Curry Sexton, his thoughts on the Sugar Bowl, the season, Deuce Vaughn. And also, I need to get some lawyer uh, input Mm. because of this Chris Beard story. The back and forth between his lawyer and the University of Texas has been a bit entertaining. Honestly, I've been trying to – I don't know if I have the statements in order because it's been a little bit of a back and forth from what I understand. But also, this was from – almost a month ago, when this all started, when Chris Beard was arrested and has a third-degree domestic violence charge after an altercation with his fiance at their home on December 12th. So allow me to just kind of go over some of the details uh, about that whole situation. So, And then Chris Beard bails out $10,000. Some thought that was a little bit low. Apparently, after some research, that's a, a bit high. For when it comes to the average third-degree felony charge on what that usually is, uh, it's usually like around $5,000. So it was a high bail mm-hmm. for Chris Beard. So he's out of jail, but University of Texas announces that they have suspended Chris Beard without pay. And Rodney Terry, not Rodney Perry, don't get him mixed up with the, uh, the assistant here for K-State. Rodney Terry... Uh, takes over as interim head coach, and he will now be interim head coach for looks like the remainder of the season, according to the University of Texas. It was 11 days later, 
on December 23rd that his fiance recanted her original statement. And she said through a lawyer claimed to be the basically the instigator of the struggle. And she said Chris Beard did not strangle her the night she called 911 in the early hours of December 12th and that she did not tell police otherwise, despite what is contained in the arrest report. It's interesting. And she did not refute that Beard acted in self-defense that evening. This is where things get a bit hairy when you try to understand a situation like this, because it would not be the first time that a supposed victim in an abuse situation has backtracked from what they told police in the moments after the event took place. Sometimes it's because of pressure. Sometimes it's because of a feeling of guilt. Sometimes it's uh, because they want to try to, quote unquote, save the relationship. There are many factors that play in this from a mental standpoint on top of the criminal aspect that's being discussed and what the police report states versus what the victim now says she wants to do this is not the first time this is this is pretty commonplace when you're talking about potential abuse cases like this the bad part about it is we in the general public have no idea what the yes no's right wrong any of that is going to wind up being because we're not the ones involved in the situation we just know the aftermath so let me get to these uh, these letters <laughs> in these statements. So I, I believe these are all from today. And it, there's more information coming out. I mean, there could be a lot more tomorrow. Uh, but it feels like this. there's this back and forth now between uh, the University of Texas through its legal counsel and then the, the, the attorney for Chris Beard. So there was a... Uh, a letter that was sent to Chris Beard's attorney, basically letting him know that they're going to go through with the termination. And uh, I, I got a bunch of notes here. Bear with me for just a moment because it's it's kind of all mixed up. But I want to get the um, I want to get the uh, okay. So in this letter from UT to to Beard's lawyer, they said, "quote Mr. Beard does not understand the significance." of the behavior mm -hmm. he knows he engaged in or is ensuing events that impair his ability to effectively lead our program. This lack of self-awareness is yet another failure of judgment that makes Chris Beard unfit to serve as a head coach at our university. Got to be very careful. I think that we could lead to very easy speculation of what that means because there's, you know, obviously pointing out a couple of things here. But, of course, one of them with a lack of self-awareness, probably part of that has to do with the charge that he is facing. And most likely, I, I got to be careful. I got it. Troy, tell me to pump the brakes because I'm really getting into speculation mode because I feel like I really know what this sure. is all about. But we sure. don't know for a fact. And, and again, right, uh. exactly. And that's the that's the. Part of it is, as I alluded to, uh, in the public, we're not going to know the general situation because yeah. in the heat of the moment, we're not there. So I, I think the best thing to do is just kind of share what has been said. So then Chris Beard's attorney later on comes out with his own statement. 
and this is where the typo comes in. And oh, it, 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 it's been good ribbing with the typo because Chris Beard is crushed at the news he will not be couching at the University of Texas. Oh, I mean, okay. So, you know, the joke is, oh, he's he's, he's couch surfing. He got kicked out of the house, you know? Yeah, right. Well, that yeah, was, that's that was kinda, at least my joke. Yeah, that's the obvious one, yeah. <laughs> and also, he used to sleep on the couch at Texas uh, Tech and yeah. not go home. And Have you have you seen? Uh, I Well, no, I can't say that I've been because it's the new place now. I was in the men's locker room at in Austin. Before they moved from the there to the Moody Center at the drum, yeah, and boy, he would have had uh, he would have had some very plush accommodations right there. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it was set up well. I meant to ask Mitty what he thought about the Moody Center. Gosh dang it! All right. Anyway, um, anyway, this continued to say at the outset of Coach Beard's suspension, the university promised they would conduct an independent investigation surrounding the allegations and make a decision regarding his employment only after they had done so. They proceeded to terminate Coach Beard without asking a single question of him or his fiancée. Since the arrest, there have only been positive developments clearly demonstrating his innocence. Additionally, it is my opinion, shared by others, that any potential charges against Chris Beard will be declined very soon. This is in addition to the statements made by his fiancée that state that the original reports were inaccurate. I am concerned that the University of Texas has made a terrible decision against the, against the interest of the university based on Twitter feeds and editorials and not the facts concerning a truly innocent man. The university has violated their agreement with the coach, and we were devastated. He has a very valid point in regards to his viewpoint that the university made this essentially because of public pressure. I cannot say that he's wrong in looking at it that way, because... That is very much the image that it has when you're in this situation. Does that mean that that's true or not? No. It just means that I can understand where he's coming from in making that argument. It is a smart argument on his part to put out there. You're talking about from the point of view of the lawyer. Correct. Chris Beard's lawyer. Correct. Okay. But, again... This is where the the bad part of this comes in, in that we don't know what the universe... This is where you're never going to truly have transparency in an issue like this. You just aren't. The university can't be transparent right now in this because they've got to look at so many different factors. Their hands are tied when you start getting into the legal, and uh, next hour is going to be a lot of fun when we get into discussing this with an attorney. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, honestly, there are so many levels to this that make this so tough to try and determine what's right and what isn't right in the situation. Um, but because we are so quick to jump to making this about black and white, it makes it tough for the realities of the situation to actually be dealt with. Because public pressure becomes a huge part of it. And I don't know how much pressure UT was really under 
To be honest, I would think that probably Texas Tech, if it had a similar situation, if Beard was still there, probably would be under less pressure. That goes with the fact that he's coaching at Texas, and it's Austin. Just a viewpoint. But again, Austin's politics tends to be quite a bit different than the rest of the state of Texas in a lot of ways. So that plays a role in this as well, because we're great at making it binary. He did it. He didn't do it. That's what that's basically what people want to boil it down to. And they think about it and it's he did it. We want him out in the mindset. And there are so many factors involved that there never is a binary answer in cases like this. But instead, we now find ourselves looking at the situation and going, well, this is a royal cluster, and just how is this going to play out? I would imagine, here's here's what I see it as. I think we're getting such a, what feels like a flying off the handle reaction from Chris Beard's lawyer is because this happens before he goes to court to review the charge. True. Where the, where the DA's office will make the decision, are we going to stick with what we have, or will we take into a fact that, yes, the the alleged victim has retracted the original yeah. statement and we're going to dismiss the charge because we could be two weeks away from the charge being dismissed, but also it comes into play where I'm, I would guarantee in Chris Beard's contract, it said if you get in any sort of trouble, if there's a charge pending, we can let you go. It's a morality clause in all likelihood that is in his contract. And without having that contract in front of me, I can't tell you whether it's there or not, but uh, that that's a great point how much of this is pressure being applied by the attorney now looking at the situation and saying crap the university just weighted things towards the da's office potentially charging him well and you know even though they got statements from both people involved mm-hmm. the fiance and chris beard the police also got their own evidence they did their own investigation pictures were taken yes and it's hard to, you know what I'm saying here, when you have the pictures of, they took pictures of like different parts of her body. Yes. They took pictures of Chris Beard. Yes. And I'm a little surprised that there have not been any charges on her, even if she- if Especially she if her claim of yes. self-defense of self-de- on his part yes. is true. And again, we could find out when they decide to put charges in place or not in this case. Because she's not necessarily out of the clue. They they don't have to arrest her right now and still charge her. They don't have to. They could put charges against her, though, when they put all of the details together. And that's just one part of this whole story. The other part is, so who is Texas going to hire to replace Chris Beard? Which is you know a process that'll take a while of you know because everybody they're going to go after is probably in the run right now of a great season. Sure, uh, one I mean, we're in January or January fifth for God's sakes. One one name already that I saw floated in in one aspect. No, not the not the one here in town. Thank goodness. But there are people that have no. floated Coach Tang's name already. Yes, uh, Eric Musselman. Musselman would be a big one. Um, yeah, Oates uh, from Alabama. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also heard about um, oh, forgetting his name now, but he's an assistant for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, played at Texas. Kevin, I'm 
I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now, but Kevin Durant said this should be the next head coach before hiring Chris Beard. Anyway, maybe I'll figure it out during the break. But anyway, uh, Curry Sexton comes on at 510. I want to ask him about this lawyering, this back and forth between Texas and uh, the uh, the lawyer for Chris Beard and get his input on an opinion on what's taking place down in Austin. Uh, number one song of the day and ask us anything wraps up the show. But when we come back, it's our weekly edition of Do They Know It? After these words. Royal Ivory. That's the name I couldn't remember. Which is Ivy. the name... Ivy. That's what I said. Royal Ivy. You said or Ivory. Ivory. It is. It's Royal Ivory. It's Royal Ivy. Is it Royal Ivy? Ivy? Oh, God dang it. It's a name I haven't thought about in 20 years. Right? Yeah, exactly. That was why when I, as I'm looking through the list, I went, oh, okay. Well, okay. So Royal Ivy, he played for Texas at like the beginning of the millennium or whatever. Correct. And then... I think right now he's with the Brooklyn Nets. He was Correct. also with the Saudi uh, Saudi Arabian or uh, South Sudan South, South Sudan, Sudan okay national team. But he's for the last few years he has been working as an assistant for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, who's on that team is Kevin yeah. Durant, and he was advocating for Royal Ivy to be the next head coach for Texas instead of Chris Beard. And I don't know if they interviewed him or not a couple of years ago, but he might be on the list. I don't know. It will be interesting to watch. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and, gee, imagine that. We've got, what, three months plus to wait and see what they do. Now we just need to see what the courts are going to do with Chris Beard. Pretty much. We were talking off air what could potentially happen. There are a lot of options. Oh, yeah. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Curry, Curry's going to be a good guest in the next hour. I just I, I have I, I have the prediction that Chris Beard won't be serving any time. Yeah. Felony that could see him in jail for a number of years. I I don't I don't no, think no. so. And if it's the first such incident, yeah, yeah, we people, shall see. People like plea deals these <laughs> these days. All right, let's get to it, Big Steve. They know sports. They know jokes and even best dating advice. But we're going to test their knowledge of music, movies, and TV shows right now on Do, Do They, they know, it? know It. Another Thursday, and of course that means another classic edition of Do They Know It? Travion, please. Sorry. Big Steve's trying to do his intro. <laughs> You're on the game. On yet. Yeah, it's all right, man. Game 41 today. Last game recap, Bah Humbug with a Z. Lost three to the Pirates, four. That was our last game that we played, which was basically almost a month ago, I want to say. That's what it at least feels like. So... Today, because Mitch is feeling super bold and adventurous. Listen, I have not lost when I play by myself. He will be on his own team since, today. Since we're still playing two-on-one handicap matches. Yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna have a disadvantage. I want the disadvantage. I want I want it brought to me. I feel like I'm the best player in the room, so <laughs> I might as well play by myself. He, he he's just about ready to thump his chest. Come on, bring it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so that means, of course, Trey and Troy will be on a team, and Mitch is on his own today. I need team names. I'm going to go political today just because it's it's humorous. <laughs> Three days in a row. Not today, Kevin. <laughs> today, Kevin. All right. And Mitch, what's your team name? Well, Troy just took mine, obviously. Oh. So. <laughs> 
Uh, let's go with 60%. 60%. You got it. All right. Well, while you guys... Uh, that's, that's, that's what K-State shot at Texas. <laughs> while you guys 60%. mentally well prepare done. yourselves well to done. play this game that David G swears up and down is rigged, let me explain how it works. Three categories, two options, a category. We have movies, TV shows, and music. For movies, I'm looking for the name of the film, the name of the actor or actress, TV, the name of the show, the name of the character, and for music, the name of the song and the name of the artist, you'll get the decade that it hails from after the clip has played. Unlimited steals as always, and of course, once you answer incorrectly, your turn is over. Everybody ready to play? I suppose. Let's do it. All right, well, Mitch, since you're on your own today, you do get first pick at the board. Full board, what you going with? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go music B. Music B, here it is. What if I wanted to break? Laugh it all off in your face. What would you do? And that's from the 2000s. Yeah, and uh, oh my God, I, I know, I'm blanking on it. I've heard this song a million times. It's a classic. I got cocky, didn't I? Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and while I'm watching you bob your head just to shout this I, out, yeah. music don't get a replay. Yeah. God, I don't know why I'm blanking on this all of a sudden. Uh, boy, you haven't had to intro at any time of late or back well, sell it on the uh, FM. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. It's we we had been on K Rock, but it's been so long, and right. I've never been a fan of the band or anything. So I've just kind of you know, once I read it, I forget it. <laughs> boy, I actually love this song. I, I don't. I, you're gonna have to skip me. I don't know. I I completely so blank. Forfeit. Yeah, I guess. All right. Would you guys Jesus. like to try to steal both of those points today? They're yes. Going to. Thirty okay. seconds to Mars. Oh, yeah. Bury me. Or also known as the kill. I. That's what I was trying that. to think of. I was so, trying to think of what was in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Well, or, it's the kill. Parentheses well, bury me, so but that, it goes then by that's both. wrong. Then no, that's it's, wrong. It's as known as because some stations sell it as bury me because I, that's what I it says object. On the song. Oh. Do we need? I think we might need to take this to the judges. <sighs> okay, judges. Oh, I'm right. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> this guy. It's my game, man. You walked into that one. Yeah, that song's super nostalgic for me. It yeah, reminds me of being in my sister's car when she was in high school. Blaring it's still it. on my playlist. Not I for still me. player it. I just know it from K Rock. Yeah. There you go. Uh, what do you think? Let's close out music. All right, music A. See, with every piece Can we get something before? Just wait. 2006. Just give him the two points. So that's from, hold on. Before they answer, because he knows it's from 2011, that other one was from 2002. So, you know, that was before 06, unless my I was kind of in a wrong. rap phase then, honestly. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead, guys. Only Breaking Benjamin. Song and in Uh Rolling in the Deep. Adele. From the biggest selling album of the 2010s, 21. Yep. Crap. That that song took her above and beyond where she already was. It's a like magnificent song. I it is a it. tremendous song. I think it's the number one song of 2011 itself. As a yeah, I would believe so. Yeah. Big Steve, do you have a favorite band or artist before the year 2002? Before the year 2002, uh, he's going to tell us Lincoln Park. That doesn't count. I was going to, but it's Green Day because they've been around <laughs> since the nineties. Yeah, true. Well, they started. The you would have liked Utah. Eighty-eight. You would have liked yeah. the Utah marching band's performance at halftime at the Rose Bowl. 
I'm going to have to look it up. Was it, it really it good? It was Green Day. Heck yeah. Oh, boy, I'm in a hole here. All right, let's go with a uh, – let's go TV. I, I, boy. Okay. Let's get ready for 2009. <laughs> TVA. TVA. Uh, I have his papers right here. C, Husky, Extra Large. That's from the 90s. And a reminder, you get one replay, and that's also our curveball this week. Of course it is. Let me get the replay. Here's the replay. Uh, I have his papers right here. C, Husky, Extra Large. Sounds like John Lovitz. <laughs> it does. Don't uh, help him. I don't know him from a TV show. And it's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is tough. Does anybody out there in this entire world know that one? Do you guys know? I've got an inkling, but I'm yeah, probably way off. I'm going to go with Spin City. That is not. Would you guys like to try to steal? I don't think to me, a... it sounds like it, may, it might be an animated show, just yeah. from the way the it sounded like the and, rip sounded. And, and that's why the Lovitz comment actually isn't that far off. Um, the Critic? What? Oh, that is The Critic. <laughs> now I need the character. And that's the, where the problem is, is other than that, I just know him as The Critic. I'm looking for so, his name. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, boy, that is a show that I have never heard of. <laughs> so you guys going to try to take an actual guess at the character? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, we'll say, we'll say Kevin. Yeah. It is Jay Sherman. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So the critic was on for 23 episodes, two seasons. It was not a very long run No, at all. it was not. <laughs> and it was not even on, it was on three different channels. Mm-hmm. It, this would, it, you have seen the GIF show up online where uh, the character is talking to a little, a little guy and says, and nothing of value was lost, yeah. where a house is burning in the background. Good. That's a clip from that show. Okay, go, guys, go ahead. Right. Uh, you got both movie and TVB left. Let's shoot movie A. Movie A, here it is. We've done the Battle of the Wills. The deck stacked in my favor. You're just going to lose again. That's from the 80s? These five-second clips. Hit that again, please. Here it is. We've done the Battle of the Wills. The deck stacked in my favor. You're just going to lose again. Oh, boy. And again, that's from the 80s. Let's quickly throw it out here. Uh, Rain Man. I don't know. Revenge of the Nerds. That is Uncle Buck, and that's John Candy. Oh my God! Oh, that that yeah, that one is a bit. I'm disappointed. I I, I'm I'm never going to hear the end of that with some friends when they hear the uh, hear the podcast. All right, right, Mitch. Movie B. I'm screwed. Uh, Movie B. Movie B. Here it is. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family. My two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas That's Ranger. Ranger. Or TR, as we call him. And, of course, my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who's a stone-cold fox. You go ahead. From the 2000s. Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Talladega Nights. Hey, all right. And ladies and gentlemen, he's on the board. can't believe I didn't get Uncle Buck. I, th- right. I really honestly, thought you were going to get that one. Honestly, in my head, I, I wasn't hearing John Candy. Right. All right. Let's hit that uh, Hit that final TV. Here is TVB. There's only two women who can treat me like that, and that's T and Tamara. 
Well, my mother's too, so that's three. And my grandmother, and my aunt, aunt, aunt. Okay, five women, but that's it. And that's from the 90s. Um, Tia and Tamara are on... Um... It was the twin sisters, yeah. Sister, sister? God dang it. I don't know the... I mean... The character? Yeah, I don't know the character saying it, so... No. Troy, no? Nope. You want to try to steal that last point? Uh, that is Simon. Roger Evans. All right, final look Ooh. at the scoreboard. Dang Not it. today, Kevin. Six <laughs> to 60% two. DG, I need you to come back <laughs> as soon as you possibly can. So I, I, I vaguely recall earlier about Listen, maybe this is yeah, your show uh, right, 13 uh, minutes ago where you said you've been undefeated. How is that looking? <laughs> Listen, everybody's got to lose once in a while. That's fair. Even the Undertaker. I mean, even, even K-State basketball has one loss overall right now. I mean, there you, you got to go. lose. Some. That's true. I think we're pretty tight, actually, when it comes to the race of who's the best uh, in our respective games. I believe I'm now 13-1, and one, and the Cats are 13-1. and one. Yeah. I think you've had more than one loss. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like playing – it's like Marquise Noel against, you know, Keontae Johnson and Naquan Tomlin. <laughs> All right? Just so happens, you know, Marquise Noel is quite the Swiss Army knife. Okay. Uh-huh. They usually pull out these victories. Sometimes you lose one. And it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get over it. <laughs> Douche. Jeez, Trey. Wow. No. wow. Let's 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 Woo. warn people before we throw out. Well, now some... oh, that wasn't. I was doing this. Man, the, Trey sound woke up effect. on the wrong side of the no. bed today. Just chose violence. Sure you straight just out called the me. Gate. No, a word. I don't know if we can say, we can say it on the radio, but. Yeah. Sure, it's because not, it's the, still not very nice, though. It, valid. It's not the '70s. It's not like they're being advertised on radio. I remember that. <laughs> remember that. Next time I'm thinking about doing a Mike Jack song for number one song of the day. Oh yeah, I'm gonna accidentally <laughs> delete it and not come back to it. Oh no. <laughs> All right, remind us what's the final again. Uh, the final is Go not ahead. today. Kevin's six to sixty percent two. Congratulations, guys. Grazie. It's a hard game. It was not stacked in my favor this time around. Nope. We'll come back next week bigger and better. Back to the film. I believe in you, Mitch. You can do it. I'm going to have one hour to soak this in. Get ready for next week. Hour number two, Curry Sexton, lawyer and former cat, will join us to talk cats and maybe a little bit about the Chris Beard story from today. Marquise Noel might come up once again. Number one song of the day and ask us anything. Your local news. It's coming up next. (laughs) 